welcome to our B-Town Life. I'm Annie, and this is episode one, recording on Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. I'm so excited to share the story of our homestead with you. For this first episode, I'd like to share a little bit about our family. I have two boys, nine and 11, and I've been married to my husband for almost 15 years. We have three dogs, a cat, and 14 chickens. Well, so far. I'm sure there will be more additions to our little farm as time goes on. When my husband and I started dating, we talked about buying land, beekeeping, raising animals, planting orchards of fruit and nut trees, and gardening. At the time, we were poor college students, and it really seemed like some faraway dream. But we kept planning and searching for the perfect spot to start our homestead. I would search for acreage on the internet daily. We did buy a small house in the town where we both worked. We practiced gardening in our backyard, built a chicken coop in our garage with scrap wood, and started raising chickens for eggs. Living debt-free was also a goal of ours, and we were able to pay off our mortgage only a few years after the purchase. In order to accomplish this, we lived very conservatively, budgeting and saving. This put us in a position to weather the recession very well, and we were able to remortgage the house and purchase our land with cash. It took us about 10 years to find the land. When we first looked at the property, It didn't look good. There was garbage everywhere. Huge piles of old tires and truck parts were hidden in the brush. Beer cans and broken beer bottles were scattered everywhere. And there were two sheds filled with trash. Despite all the negatives, we saw that it did have potential. It was 15 acres. The land was wooded, close to the state park. It already had a well and septic, and it was affordable. The price of land had been discouraging during our search. We made the purchase about five years ago, and just a few months ago, mid-March 2021, we sold our house and moved the family onto the property, which we named B-Town. Currently, we're living in a tiny 25-foot trailer as we clean up the land and build our homestead one piece at a time. As I mentioned, living debt-free is one of our family's principal values. With this in mind, we estimate that the entire project will take about four years to complete. We came up with the name B-Town shortly after the purchase. It's such a cute story. My son was the first to say it. At the time, we were living in a small town in South Texas, and I needed to drive to Beeville for an errand. It was about a 40-minute drive. My youngest son was so little at the time, maybe four years old, and he kept saying, We're going to B-Town. And I would say, No, honey, it's Beeville. His tiny voice saying B-Town was so precious that it stayed with me, and I suggested we name our homestead B-Town. The name fit perfectly with our dreams of beekeeping and homesteading. Our plan is to build a barn dominium. Half will be a small 800 square foot home, 
and the other half will be a shop for my husband. He works on cars and does some woodworking. A lot of people are shocked that I would want such a small home, but I grew up in a very large house, and the worst part is having to clean it. I don't mind sharing a bathroom if it means I only have to clean one toilet. At the front of the property, we're exploring the idea of building a small cabin as a short-term rental for visitors to the area. For now, I'm keeping an eye out for a portable shed or cabin that can be converted into our B-Town cabin, which I will list on Airbnb, so listeners, keep an eye out for that. For the past few weeks, the area where we live has been experiencing a ridiculous amount of rain. It's rained and stormed nearly every day for the last two weeks. The shape of B-Town is a large rectangle, about three times as deep as it is wide, and the middle third, about five acres, is completely underwater. Normally, there's a walkable trail that goes in a circle around the dry pond. However, the entire trail is under at least three feet of water, so this is definitely unusual but it has been beneficial to see where the land will flood and where it stays relatively dry, which is important when building. I think the pond, once it dries back up, will have to be dug deeper and wider. When it first flooded, we tried walking the circle to see how far the waterline went. I wore rubber gardening clogs and my husband wore knee-high boots, which he confidently stated were waterproof. I just accepted that I was going to be soaked. The water ended up being so deep that his boots filled with water. Normally, I start my day by taking a meditative walk around the circle with the dogs while the sun comes up, but I guess that's out of the question until some of the water evaporates. The kids put on swimsuits and went swimming with the dogs. Mosquitoes were an issue. They were terrible. Huge, maybe dime-sized, and bloodthirsty. All the mosquitoes have given me the idea that we should have ducks, since they would do a good job of eating the mosquito larvae. I did some research, and I can order live baby ducks through the local feed store. I settled on 20 rowan ducks. They look like mallards, but don't fly as well. I didn't want to get ducks that would fly away, but I didn't want completely flightless birds, since there are predators like coyotes and rattlesnakes on the property. Although I've practiced yoga most of my life, I'm not a vegetarian, but I don't think I could eat the ducks. They would be pets that would provide eggs and help with pest control. When I was little, there was a duck pond near my home where you could go walk trails and feed the ducks and swans. They had floating nesting boxes, and I thought that would be perfect so that rising water wouldn't drown out their nests. But all of this will have to wait until the water level goes down a bit. I'll update you all as the projects progress. The big 
biggest news is that our beekeeping equipment has been ordered. It feels like a huge milestone, something that we've been working towards for over 15 years. I have not ordered any bees yet. I thought it would be wise to first be prepared, then look into getting the bees. I have no experience with beekeeping as of yet, but I'm ready to jump in. Actually, I can't wait. I'd like to wrap up our first episode with a few recommendations. I recently purchased the Beekeeper's Bible. It has a wealth of information for beginning beekeepers with lots of photos and diagrams. Very helpful and informative. I've also joined the Facebook groups Beekeeping for Beginners and Women in Beekeeping. Both have helped me feel less lost on this journey. Another recommendation is the musical artist, Riopi. I hope I'm saying it right. That's R-I-O-P-Y. His compositions are perfect for meditation and yoga. You can check out his music at riopimusic.com, and many of his albums are available to stream on Amazon Music. Wonderfully relaxing. I've been listening to the Intermittent Fasting Podcast with Jin Stevens and Melanie Avalon. I began intermittent fasting as a part of my minimalist lifestyle and found their podcast on Google Podcasts. I highly recommend it. They've helped me on my IAP journey, which I'll talk about in future episodes. Well, I'm so glad you all joined me today. I'm hoping to post a new episode every two weeks, possibly every week, so stay tuned. You can email me comments and questions to btownlife at gmail.com. Let me know what topics you'd like to hear more about, and I'll see you next time.